Welcome to the Hire Yourself Podcast. My name is Pete Gilfell and I'm here with my business partner, Nat Truett. We're all about helping people become entrepreneurs or better business owners. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. It's always a pleasure. Oh, it's great to speak with you today. Nat, we had another defection. No, I'm still here. No, no, we had another defection in our neighborhood. Wait, what's a defection? Defection. Somebody <laughs> left us. They, they they left the great state of Illinois, right? So oh. <laughs> we, I keep losing neighbors. They they keep moving. You know you yeah. know where most of them are moving to. We've um, had guess. Well, it's probably. Uh, I'm trying to think. Think south. Think yeah. south. Arizona. Uh, not you know a little further east. So tax efficient uh, state. No no state income tax. I'm guessing, least, Florida, I'm guessing Florida. Yeah, it's either Texas or Florida, right? So we've yeah. had three neighbors move to Florida. It's oh, man. crazy, right? You think they want to get away from these taxes here in Illinois. I mean, uh, the state needs our taxes. But, but anyway, so <laughs> so they're, they're moving. I read something the other day. In Florida, there is a thousand new people moving into Florida every day. Wow. Yeah, crazy growth, right? I, I imagine it's really difficult to find a house right now. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know what to say. I'm like, I, I guess that makes me <laughs> makes me glad I'm just staying right here because I don't want I don't ever want to move again, to be honest. With you. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we, we've done that for sure. Well, hey, Nat, we've got a very special guest today. We're going to interview a very successful executive entrepreneur and franchise owner. And so we're going to bring in a, today uh, a gentleman that he actually lives in Florida. Uh, believe it or not. So I guess he's smarter than you and I, or at least he's paying less state income tax. So so uh, why don't we let uh, our guest in, please? Welcome, Steve. Hey, how are you guys? It's good. Well, we're so blessed to have you, Steve Proger. Uh, you, I know, uh, are a very successful executive. We were just talking about that you're in Florida. We're not smart enough to be in Florida uh, where you have no state income tax, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. So you're in Florida, and I know you're a successful executive. So had a very successful career. What do you do now from a corporate side? What's your career been in? Um, so for the last 20 plus years, I've been uh, heading up uh, startups and early stage companies uh, with sales, business development, marketing, partnerships, that kind of stuff. So it's been uh, a real growth path. So one of the things that's sort of ingrained in me is growing uh, organizations. And so I'm in right now, I'm in the AI software space. I've been in okay. that space for seven years. And uh, I'm with a startup now and we're, you know, we're growing aggressively. And that's my role is to bring on people and grow the business and bring in sales and yeah. all that stuff so we can keep going. Well, congratulations on all your success. And you've owned other businesses, right? You've, so you've been part of startups or other, or other types of Correct. businesses. Yeah. So, and you grew up in an entrepreneur family, if I remember correctly. I did. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my dad was uh, a lifer at General Motors for like 26, 27 years. And he retired, had his pension from General Motors, but he decided that in order to really support his family and, and, uh, and, you know, do something for us, he got into the franchise pizza business. And okay. so he owned four franchises of a pizza concept out of the East coast of Canada. 
and uh, ran that for 10 years, um, sold out before all the big boys got in, which was a smart move. Uh, and then he got into casual dining business. Okay. So I grew up, I grew up in the pizza business, um, <laughs> you know, like from the age of 12, washing dishes, uh, making pizzas, um, really running the highest volume uh, location at the age of 15. And, and then when he sold it, when I was 17, I got into the casual dining business with them as well. So that yeah. was, uh, you know, that's the entrepreneurial background, I guess. Yeah. And what great experience. I mean, you can't ask for better experience growing up uh, with an entrepreneur family, right? Because you, you get responsibility, you learn to work hard, all that kind of stuff. And it sounds like it's translated extremely well with your, your corporate career. Yeah. And you know, what's funny. I don't think my dad looked at it that way, but um, you know, he, he, he didn't look at it as I want to give you the entrepreneurial experience, right? He, he looked at it as bettering the family overall. And I think for, for me and, and you know, knowing that, no, you know, growing up and all that actually now that we're in what we're in now with the, with the franchise world, we want it for our kids, right? So yeah. we want to do this for our kids but, you know, my, my dad never thought about it when he got into yeah. it way, way back when in, you know, 1970s. So, well, um, but yeah, and I think our kids are growing up in a different world, right? They're growing yeah. up in a gig economy. And yeah. so right. they're going to have to create their own opportunities. It's a little different than when we started. 100%. Right. 100%. And so absolutely. All right. So we connected the end of last year. You came to me and said, hey, listen, I want to start exploring franchise business opportunities. Right. And so my first question is, is that, you know, what got you thinking about, hey, you got this very successful career. Why would you consider investing in a franchise business? Yeah. And so for, for clarity, it was, you know, 2020 BC, right? Before COVID. <laughs> and um, so, you know, the world was, was our oyster at that point in time. And uh, things were growing like crazy. The market was up and to the right. It continued to go, go, go. And so my wife and I had decided that um, I was at a spot where I was like, you know, I really want to figure out a, another revenue stream. So, you know, the idea of the gig economy, right? I wanted to figure out a different revenue stream that I could bring in so that I wasn't completely reliant on having a job, right? And, and you know, because I've done that for 20 years and I, I knew in my heart that I really needed to own my own business at some point in time. And so, you know, I wanted to do something that was on my own and I knew it was going to be a good, you know, probably a good two to three year path where I had my career, keep that going, open up, you know, another business or do something and then eventually be able to break away from the job and then own and own and operate. So that's, that's kind of where I'm on that path right now. So that's yeah, why we so, did it. So it was about this idea of diversifying your assets, your income, creating a supplement on income, building it on the side, right. To create mm -hmm. that bridge to escape the corporate world. So, yep, you all got right. It. So, so you went through the you process, we worked together and I presented some franchise concepts and you ultimately invested in what franchise concept? Yeah, Yoga 6. Uh, yoga 6. Yeah, Yoga 6. Yeah, so as right. you can see, Yoga 6. Yeah, so I've got, right. that's, the, that's the franchise. Yeah, so Yoga 6. So mm -hmm. when when I presented Yoga 6, you, you probably thought, Pete, yoga, really? From that standpoint? <laughs> so, and so, but you, you ultimately went through the process. And so my question is for you, yeah. why did you select Yoga 6? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we looked at multiple concepts. We did. We looked at multiple concepts. Um, and, and Pete was great. He presented four different concepts to me. Um, he kind of knew I was, I was really trying to figure out what, 
where I wanted to land. I wasn't really sure whether it was a service-based business or more of a facility-based business. I wasn't quite sure. And in fact, beyond that, you know, Pete, I think I told you, my wife and I looked at another four concepts outside of that because we just wanted to see, you know, and of course I'm a spreadsheet guy. So I ran an entire heat map spreadsheet of all the different opportunities that could go on inside of a franchise world. And, and the one that you presented to us, Yoga 6, just rose to the top because the numbers look good. Um, the, uh, the, it was part of a bigger family, which is exponential fitness. So there was a lot of backing there. There was a ton of support. I mean, when we, when we went through all the different concepts, the only brand for us that, that we really needed the support on was, was yoga six said, Hey, look, we've got a head of sales. We got a head of marketing. We got a head of retail. We got a head of education. And all of those people were, were going to point us in the right direction and for me, knowing that it was semi-absentee, which you and I talked about that a lot, Pete, which I needed it to be sort of semi-absentee because sure. I have my day job. Um, and, and so they, they just came to the front because they were going to support us in what we were going to do. And I didn't have to quit my day job in order to do it. All right. So let's talk about that support, right? So you, you this idea of having support so that you can keep your job and start the franchise on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, so we so we we started this process before COVID-19. The world is beautiful. And then we yeah. get this this pandemic, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and we talk a yeah. lot about the benefit of a franchise when we go through tough times, right? This yeah. Black yeah. Swan event. Yeah. And whether it's the franchisor stepping up and helping you adapt the business model to yeah you know, helping figure out financial resources and stuff like that. But I think there's a competitive advantage. So you picked Yoga 6 and Exponential for their support. Did you get that support as you were going through the last, call it 18 months? Oh, yeah, 100%. Super strong leadership. I mean, all the way from Anthony Geisler, who's the CEO at Expo, I was in communication with him uh, all the way down to, you know, the frontline people that were helping to coach us through it uh, and guiding us. And in, in some cases, like you said, you know, you have to tweak or adjust the business model during these difficult times uh, and then figure out the path forward to come out. We opened uh, our first location in December of 2020, which was sort of at the height of that second wave that was coming through. And I couldn't believe we opened anyways. And we opened before Christmas, which wasn't, you know, the best time for yoga business, but we came into January and just crushed it. I mean, yeah. we, and, and this is where we saw the value of the franchise because they guided us in what to do during the times when we were coming into January, knowing it was going to be busy. And then um, we just, we just put the pedal down and really, you know, knocked it out of the park as far as bringing members on board. And that's what, that's just by listening to the franchise group. And, and yeah. it, I don't think we ever could have done that on our own. And that's yeah. the, that's the part where, uh, people come to me and and they're like, well, you used to own restaurants before. Why don't you go open a restaurant? I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to do that on my <laughs> yeah. own again. Like, I don't want to, yeah. I want the support of somebody that knows what this business has looked like and how to be able to take it forward. And, and Expo really has that. Yeah. And you had the courage to open up during a pandemic, yeah. right? I mean, and the confidence in the system, Exponential and Yoga 6 to do that. So congratulations on that. And and I believe it happened during this pandemic is a lot of the competition, the mom and pops, when it comes to yoga, they just went away. Uh, I suspect you see that when you're finding yoga instructors or it's got to be a little bit easier to find yoga instructors now. 
yeah, we felt we felt bad for you know the local area. Saint, so St. Pete, Florida was where we opened our first one, and and yoga's huge in St. Pete. And some of the individual operators just couldn't reopen, and 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 I don't blame them. It was really difficult, and so we did get access to some really good yoga teachers. We continued to communicate with those owners, and we offered them a, a home for them if they wanted to come land out with, you know, with us. And uh, so there was, you know, there there was some benefit to it. Although I think, unfortunately, some of them went through some tough times. So we were trying to support them what we could. Yeah, that's, that's great. uh, From a standpoint. Now you're an executive. So you, I suspect you're working 10 hours with your corporate job a day, if, if not more with a startup, I I know you're working hard. So, (laughs) so tell me how you manage it. So you, you've got this high level corporate position and then you've got your franchise. Uh, How do you manage the the franchise, your manager, your, your time? How, How do you do that? Yeah, I mean, um, so it, it is a people business, right? So you need to find good people. And we found some really good people that are working at the studio. Uh, and we've got, you know, two studio managers that do a great job of running it. We have a lead teacher that's fantastic at organizing everything. We meet with them maybe once a week. I think it's once every two weeks, to be honest with you. We have a full sort of get everybody together. Uh, we typically do that on the weekends, so it doesn't interfere with what I've got going on. Um, and then we just sort of monitor. I might spend maybe sort of half an hour a night looking at emails and just, you know, answering questions, guiding them in the right way. Texting is always great because I, you know, in between um, meetings, I can shout out a quick text if I need to. But I, I might be spending five, six hours a week on the one location. Um, and it's knowing how that's operated, Pete, we've opened up now. And we've got another location rolling in Dallas. We've got two other projects underway that we're trying to get open. And then um, my wife jumps in from time to time to help out with retail. So my time isn't as much. It's just more wow. guiding. And and my wife spends a little bit more time on it, worrying about the retail and helping to support the staff. But that's sure. that's really about as far as it's gotten. So well, I'm, I'm grateful we can do that, actually. Well, it sounds like you're very good at leading people and time management. And I think those yeah. are two really important skills. Yeah, right, so. So, so you're successful executive, successful franchise owner. It sounds like you've got a total of four here soon enough from a standpoint. Yep. We're going to now translate this a little bit more to the bigger picture. So, um, so the, the first piece of, uh, or first question I want to ask you is, you know, what, what, what advice would you give somebody that's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur? Um, so a couple of things, um, you know, do your due diligence, like really kind of look into what your options are. Um, and, and, and the, the first thing that I did and, and Pete, I don't know if you remember this at all, but the way you and I got connected is I started a search and I, I forget how I got connected on this website, but I was, I was thinking I needed to leave my day job. And so I was doing like this search for another executive position. And then you reached out to me and said, Hey, uh, have you ever thought about this? And I was like, I never thought about actually, you know, doing a semi-absentee business. But um, so the, in that vein, once I got introduced to it and started thinking about it, the second thing that I would say beyond doing your due diligence is get a coach, right? And yeah. and Pete was a great coach for me. And, and I think, you know, you, you helped me to really realize, is it possible to do a semi-absentee, you know, um, franchise business? Uh, you know, and then, and then the last thing is find something that fits your fits you, you, your belief system, sort of where you are. So my wife and I have always been on the health side of it. Um, you know, I'm 
I'm, you know, sort of a self-proclaimed biohacker where I always constantly look at different things that I can do that helps to control my external and internal uh, systems. And then my wife's a holistic nutritionist. She was a massage therapist for a number of years. So yeah. health is in our background. So it only made sense to kind of go towards yoga six as a health concept. And, and we, once we found that we really believed in it. And, and that's where I would suggest to anybody, when you're looking at the concepts, find something that you think you would believe in and, and then, then you'll be invested. Yeah. So I think it's taking an inventory of, you know, what, what skills you bring to the table, how you want to be involved in it. Do you want to be involved in a full-time semi-absentee right. like you? Right. And then, you know, what connects with your, your DNA or your personality from a standpoint? Right. And I know right. you said biohacker. Is that an RO ring uh, that you're wearing? <laughs> that is an O ring, man. Uh, I, I got one. It I got is, the yeah. same one. Yeah. You know, they're, they're... So we're part of a very small crew, you know, so uh you know, welcome to the club. I'm glad we're a part of it together. As soon as they you know, came out, I picked one up. So, oh, I got one too, and it's it's yeah. pretty cool. I I yeah. you know, it's it's amazing how accurate the thing is. Yeah. Because I got it to kind of track my sleep. Yeah. And it, I, I didn't realize I was such a terrible sleeper uh, yeah. until I got I, I got That's that thing. It, exactly. And and you know what? For me, um, you know, getting older, uh, very busy executive, semi-absentee, your blood pressure can really start to, <laughs> to go up. So, yeah. you know, I really needed to control it. And, and part of that was sleep. And so that's where, you know, I made sure that I'm getting uh, efficient, effective sleep. And that's, yeah. that's the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations on that. Okay. What, um, what traits, you know, as people look at being a business owner, what traits do you think they have to have to be successful? Um, as a business owner traits, you know, um, uh, so the, and I've talked, I talked to a lot of franchisees out there now. Um, so, you know, thanks for getting me into this because I talk to anybody and everybody that are franchisees right now. And, and I would say one of the biggest things that I see that makes people successful is positivity. Um, believe it or not, I know we're going through like a really tough time and it's really hard to see whether things are going to continue to go up and to the right, but, but positivity in the franchisees that I see are successful is like, is like the number one thing. When I talk to other ones that are struggling, I can tell they're not positive. They're not, they're not trying to figure out the way. Cause if you're positive, you're trying to figure out anything that works. Right. And, and that's where, um, we get it from there. The, the other trait that I would say is, is if it's a semi-absentee business or even your own business, it's a people business. So, so get used to dealing with people. It's funny. I talk to franchisees and they're like, I just don't like people. And I'm like, going, but, but this is a, it doesn't matter what you do. You own your, you own your own business. Like this is a people business. Yeah. So, you know, so get used to working with people and, okay. and that's kind of where I would say that the two big things. Yeah. And I think, you know, mindset, the first one you talked about is a big deal. Right. Yeah. And I, I use the example of Tony Robbins and you, yeah. I'm sure, you know, Tony Robbins, right? So Tony Robbins, his, his business is about bringing 10,000 people together in the Staples center all over the country, right? Yep. Or all over the world, hold these big events, change people's lives. Yep. And the pandemic comes along, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden these countries, these cities, all these markets say, listen, you can't bring 10,000 people together, right? With yep. this COVID thing. And so instead of shutting down his business, what he does, he goes and builds this huge uh, recording Massive. studio, yep. 1,500 screens in the front, yep. 1,500 yep. screens in the back. He goes to Zoom and says, I know you have limited capacity. You are going to increase your capacity. And he holds an event with 50,000 people from yep. around the world, right? Yep. So the best I can tell is he took a problem. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> with this mindset takes a problem where you normally get 10,000 people. Now he pulls 50,000 people into this thing. They're all paying the same amount as they did live. They're paying now virtually the same amount of money. And he basically has less cost because he's not renting out the Staples right. Center. Yeah, 100 percent. And it's less and cost a- to those that attend and yeah, they get right? more out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah so so he five yeah. X's his business. He takes yeah. a problem and he five X's his business. Yeah. That's about having the right mindset. I can shut down or I can do that. Right. The other thing yeah. is, you're right about the people side of it. Right. It is. We are a people, you know, business is people. And if that's that's all we have is people and that connection yeah. and stuff like that. It's it's absolutely amazing. So congratulations yeah. on that. All hey, right. Well, and, and I'm a I'm a, a Tony Robbins Master University graduate. So I've, I've done all of his uh, courses. I went to Fiji to his private Island. I've done a number of different things with him. And, and the, the thing that keeps drilling in my head all the time is if you want to be able to be successful, you got to change your state of mind. You have to change your story around what is success. And then you create your strategy. Right. And so that for me really worked and, and it, it really worked even through the pandemic because, you know, I had people coming to me going, Oh my God, you're going to open a yoga studio in a pandemic. And I'm like, yes, because we figured out, we, we know how to do it. First of all, Y6 told us how to do it. And then we know how to do it. And then we came in with a very positive attitude yeah. and we created an amazing community. And that's, that's super important. Right. So it's, it's creating that state of mind and that's also making an impact in your community because you're providing something that people desperately need, yep. right? With the yoga six, right? It's a way yep. to release. It's about getting together with people. Reduce your stress. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's super awesome. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What's the best advice somebody's ever given you? What's the one piece, or maybe you got multiple different pieces, but what's the best <laughs> advice you've ever got? Um, well, here, I got, I got a bunch of them that rattle through my head and I got a whiteboard over here that I keep up, <laughs> uh, I, I keep writing things down. Um, I think one of the best, you know, pieces of advice, uh, is, is, um, it was a mindset that somebody had said to me, which is up and to the right, up and to the right, which is always up and to the right. So it, it means that you're always growing. If you're not growing, you're dying. Right. And I know that sounds rather black and white. However, growing doesn't always mean growing your business. It could mean growing you. It could mean growing your people. It could mean growing what your kids are doing. It's growing. It's just up and to the right. And if you're always thinking about getting 1% better every day, that's up and to the right. And so that's what we talk to our staff about. That's what we talk to, you know, our kids about. And, and I think that was probably one of the best mindset shifts that I had um, just from reading books and, and listening to, you know, a bunch of podcasts and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to have to steal that. I like that up and to the right. God, yeah. that is that is great. Speaking of learning, what, what's your favorite book? <laughs> um, so I, I've been. Uh, I do a couple of different things. So I'm a huge Dave Asprey fan, which uh, Dave Asprey is, uh, he's a, he's probably in my mind, the original biohacker and he writes a bunch of books. So most recently he wrote a book called fast this way, which is all about great fasting techniques to be able to help uh, repair your body. Um, so that's, that's one of the latest and greatest ones that I, that I've you know, been going through because it helps me to think about not just business. Cause if all I did was ever read business, then it, yeah. it sort of gets to a level where I just tune it out, but it, it, it helps me as a person to get better. 
Um, you know, I've gone through uh, Tony Robbins books, which was, um, you know, un unleash the power um, within that kind of stuff. Like it, those are the types of stuff that I love to get a handle on yeah. and, and, you know, read and, and start to figure out, but there's, I'm kind of like, I digest probably two books a month. It's not okay. as much as what a lot of people do, but, you know, I digest two books a month just to keep my, you know, keep the education going. Yeah. Yeah. So Dave Asprey, so you, so are you going to live to 150 like Dave? Yeah, I am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. Yeah. Well, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm right there with you, right? So well, I'm I 73 get... today, so I'm looking pretty good, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not there yet. Yeah, you're saying that a guy is prematurely bald. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, hey, uh, congratulations on a very successful career and congratulations on really building this business. And, and I, I love your mindset. It's like up to the right. Uh, I'm going to take yeah. that going forward. So I, I just want to thank you so much for everything you shared with us today and, and congratulate you again on all your success. Well, thanks, Pete. And you know what? I appreciate you keeping in touch with me and constantly you and I are having conversations all the time, which is for me, it's like, um, you know, it's, it's coaching, it's mentoring, it's listening, it's learning. And I appreciate you constantly doing that. There's not a lot of people in the world that will continue to stay in touch with others, even if there's just a, a small value exchange. And, and I, I'm super grateful for the relationship that we have. So thank well, you. Well, I'm honored to have worked with you. So thank you so much. And, uh, Good luck. And, and we're all going to come move to Florida to join you. So just you save a <laughs> not little in the summer, just not in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Or a it's hurricane a little, season. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. It's a little <laughs> so, hot right now. All right. All thanks good. so much. Take thanks, care. Guys, I appreciate day. it. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.